Welcome to Divine Intimacy Radio, a co-production of EWTN Radio and SpiritualDirection.com, where we provide you with a spiritual haven of rest and explore the riches of the wisdom of the saints and the path to union with God. This is Dan and Stephanie Burke. Welcome to Divine Intimacy Radio, your radio haven of rest. Your hermitage of the heart. Your monastery of the mind, where we lift our hearts and minds to heaven to draw upon the wisdom of the saints to help us to navigate this difficult uh, tumult that is called life. And today we have some very good friends that I, I can't believe they've never been on the show before. Makes no sense to me. But uh, recently, it was like I said, hey, they need to be on the show. We need to talk about this. So, um, Stephanie, why don't you tell our listeners about our guests? Okay. So, two dear friends, Tisa Bar- uh, Tisa Fleming. Yeah. She didn't put her last name on here. I had we to know, think about that. We've her forever. <laughs> Tisa Fleming. She is married, mother of six, grandmother of 14, and a part-time attorney. She attended Catholic schools until college. Jeanette Barbicane is single, recently retired from nursing, and she holds advanced degrees in religious studies, nursing, and counseling. They both were trained as spiritual directors at the Cenacle of Our Our Lady of Divine Providence uh, from 2005 through 2007. So they finished the year you and I got married. There you go. Together, they founded the Heart of Christ and began training spiritual directors in 2013 and have since trained over 160 directors and counting. So welcome, Tisa and Jeanette. Hi, Dan. Hi, Hi Stephanie. Morning. It's great to have you guys with us. I'll say, uh, bef- uh, before we jump in, the name of their spiritual direction school, and we'll say this many times, is Heart of Christ Spiritual Direction School. And um, we they have our highest endorsement. We work together a lot. Uh, we, we have a... a a deep uh, relationship with the Abola found the Abola Institute and in heart of Christ. And, uh, they are our, uh, go-to school. Now there are other good schools out there. They, they both graduated from a good school, our lady of divine providence. And that, uh, uh, we've been really blessed to watch other faithful and holy schools, um, surface and we support them, but heart of Christ is more deeply, uh, kind of intertwined with all that we do mm-hmm. because we're very much one in heart and mind with how Tisa and Jeanette approach spiritual direction. So as we jump in, ladies, maybe uh, be a good place to start. What is exactly is spiritual direction? Well, spiritual direction in its uh, simplest description might just be simply walking with somebody else, helping guide them, helping them see what they can't see in their own walk toward the Lord, helping them become holy. Helping them to become holy. And holiness means coming to union with God. That's un- right. Union of heart, mind, will, all of that. So the director is in charge of all this, right? The director is the most important person in the in the relationship uh, to make. Ab- absolutely. No, as long no, as you no. understand that the director is the Holy Spirit. <laughs> right, right, right. That was a good shift. So the answer is no, if you were thinking it's the human, but uh, right. So explain that a little bit. Why Why is, I mean, is the director the boss of the whole thing or the servant of the whole thing? How does that work? Well, the director is more like a facilitator. Some people have uh, described it as like being the midwife, um, you know, 
Jeanette, when you're when we're interviewing people who come into the program, she often talks to them about tells them about how we approach training them, and it and it really relates to how we approach spiritual direction as well. Do you want to explain that? So that what we try to do in our program is to uh, discern what the Lord has put into the mind and heart of this person and the desires that are from Him, and help cultivate and develop and form that so that then they can go into the field and become very good spiritual directors and be and do likewise. To look, look into the soul of the person, the mind and heart of a directee and see what is God doing here and how can I support and follow and encourage that and facilitate that growth. Very good. Well, so I think that gives us a good foundation. So spiritual director, if I could summarize, is a relationship between uh, a a, a trained director, someone called the spiritual direction, the directee, which is the person that's being helped, and the Holy Spirit. The director is the servant of of the directee and the Holy Spirit, right? right? And correct me, they're the servant to help the directee understand where God is leading them. Is that a good summary? Yes. Yeah. What God is doing, how to listen and how to discern the spirit of God. Very good. Very good. So you want to hit the hit. a I mean, our topic today, I mean, is is about common problems with spiritual direction. Sure. Do you have a, I mean, what are your thoughts? Do you you know what? I'm curious. I'm going to ask you this question and I'm going to ask them. What do you what do you think are the most common, Stephanie? problems with spiritual direction like if you could the stephanie problem the stephanie problem the top the, <laughs> well you can just be, do a full stop right there right stephanie <laughs> is a problem stephanie right? is a problem yeah but what it, what in because you've been directing for a long time you've been to yeah. heart of christ and also to lance terry as well mm-hmm. what do you think are maybe the top one or two problems that you've seen in spiritual direction or heard of well i i would say the the number one the number one thing that I think is the most important is we're, we're kind of making us an assumption that the directee is praying. So you have to form them in that, but there is a, the, the single most important thing that needs to be happening Mm -hmm. is that the director needs to be under direction themselves and they need to be praying. Mm. They have to have a deep well of prayer in order to be able to draw near to someone to listen, to see what the work of the Holy spirit is. If so, you know, you, I, I liken it to, um, you know, if you know anything about people who deal with money to figure out if there's counterfeit money, um, what they do is they handle the real, real thing over and over and over again. So that when they touch a counterfeit bill, they know that it's counterfeit almost by touch or almost by sight because they're so familiar with the real thing. And so when we have a a deep relationship with the Lord as a director, then when we come to have that conversation with our directee, we're we're accustomed to the voice, the movements, the uh, we recognize the Lord. It's a little bit like John in the boat saying to Peter, it's the Lord. Mm -hmm. So we want to follow the Lord where he's leading. We want to follow what he's doing, but we have to know him in order to recognize him. Mm. And so I think um, that's, you know, uh, and we'll probably get into how do you find a director? How do you interview and all that? But that's one thing that's super important is to know, to have a deep well of prayer to work through. Um, So why don't we just start on the side of the directee? So what are some errors on the part of the directee? 
um, that we as all, all of us are directees because all of I know that for a fact that all of us have spiritual directors. So um, what do we need to do to avoid? What do we need to avoid and what should others avoid when they start to be place themselves into spiritual direction? Well, probably one of the first things to look at is having a realistic understanding of what spiritual direction is because a lot of people come looking for a spiritual director without even really knowing what it is. It's just like the next thing to do, or I heard so-and-so doing it. So it sounds really great. So I'm going to do it. And they come with, with um, goodwill, but with uh, wrong expectations. So they might come expecting their director to be a guru and teach them mm. and be the one who's going to educate them. And that is a piece of spiritual direction, but that's not the primary one. Or they might come looking for counseling. We find that a lot. They, they think they're going to solve our problems. And God does use spiritual direction to solve problems, but that is not our focus. And we work really hard with our students to not become problem solvers. Mm. Um, Want to jump in with me? I was thinking about something. Just let me keep going. Okay. <laughs> it'll, it'll come back. It always does. So but the so the biggest big ones. So the biggest issue is just coming with with the right expectations of what actually is supposed to be happening right. with a spiritual director. Right. What they're looking for in that relationship, and that is one of the questions we ask people when they ask us to find them a director: is what are you looking for in spiritual direction? Right. So that we don't get, you know, because sometimes we get people and say, no, that's really, we can't help you there. That's, that's, you need a counselor. You don't need a director. Yeah. And I think um, not, this isn't about your book necessarily, but I think that's why you wrote Navigating the Interior Life was to understand what is this idea of spiritual direction? Because you had started, you were in spiritual direction. I was in spiritual direction. We both had priests as a spiritual director at that time. Yeah. And, and like, what is this? How do I get the most out of it? How do I properly dispose myself? How do I come with the right perspective? How do I prepare? And what should I expect from the director? Right. So I think um, part of it is just an understanding. And I, I liked that Tisa mentioned, some people just see it as the next thing to do. But we really need to I, I think it's important to discern that and to kind of wait on the Lord because when he wants you to have a director, he's going to make it pretty darn obvious. It's yeah. like you kind of reach a roadblock. You've been praying. You've been being persistent. But I need more. I need somebody to help me navigate all this stuff that's happening in my prayer and in my heart and my mind so that I stay on the right path and I grow in virtue. Great. You can pick up Navigating the Interior Life out on spiritualdirection.com. Shop EWTN's religious catalog. But we're about uh, a minute or so away from the break. So maybe we could just start with this question and we'll have to pause and then come back after the break. But what are some of the errors that directors make in spiritual direction? What are the, some of the most common errors? Maybe we'll just hit one right now before the break. What What's on the top of your list? Well, one is that they're not praying themselves. And I think you were alluding to that, uh, Stephanie, earlier a few moments ago, that 
directors need to maintain their own spiritual life and their prayer life and their growth and development in the art, as well as in the relationship that they have with the Lord. And if they don't, they're just giving, you know, just accolades. Nothing is really happening. The words can be there, but they'll be empty. So we really need to continue to grow in our own spiritual life in order to be able to help others grow in theirs. All right. So we're with uh, Tisa uh, Fleming and Jeanette Barbicane. They're the founders of the Heart of Christ Spiritual Direction School. You can find them at heartofchristspiritualdirection.com. And when we get back from the break, we're going to continue our conversation about what are the most common errors that directors make in spiritual direction. The first one we mentioned is not praying themselves, which is kind of, I can't, I, that's, doesn't really, I, it sort of wrecks my brain. It I, does, I, but, I, but it happens. And right. I mean, it's like, okay, well, you know. How so, is that possible? Yeah. So when we get back from the break, we'll, okay. we'll continue the conversation. The beautiful fact that no suffering is wasted, that all suffering has a purpose, and to wrestle with the idea, which is that everything that happens in our lives is either willed or permitted by God. Okay, God, why would you permit these things? I know that you're a good father and you're a loving father, so there's something there. So I, I have to bridge this gap between your permission of my suffering to your love for me as a father. And Uniformity with God's Will, the book by, by St. Alphonsus Liguori, bridges that gap. And he explains, as only he can, because he's such a hard hitter, the reality that these are all moments of growth, of virtue, of, hey, your legs are weak. You're like a newborn deer. You can't stand on your own. We need to get you to stand on your own. You know, those sorts of things. Even, even desolation. You know, the day-to-day kind of the ebbs and flows of the spiritual life. Those things are all permitted for a greater good, whatever that might be. Check out the brand new updated version of Uniformity with God's Will titled Finding Peace in the Storm with Commentary by Dan Burke. Welcome back. This is Dan and Stephanie Burke with Divine Intimacy Radio. We're talking to... Tisa Fleming and Jeanette Barbicane, the founders of the Heart of Christ Spiritual Direction School, a school that we endorse 157%, which is, which, which is no matter what, That's better than, better than an A. Yeah. So uh, we're totally behind what they do, what they're doing, and very, ex- we're very excited to join together with them and the Avila Institute to promote this incredibly important uh, gift and service to the church. So before the break. We were talking about errors that spiritual directors make. I, you know what, I, Tisa and Jeanette, I, I just don't get how that could be possible, right? So, how is it possible that a director wouldn't be praying? Because, what do you, how if you're not talking to Jesus, and you don't have intimate, you know, relationship with the Lord, which means you're not. It, it means you can't be following him all that well. How would you ever conceive of trying to help somebody else? Exactly. Okay. It's not that right. okay. yeah. <laughs> it's pretty simple. <laughs> yeah. But I but mean. then if you, if you look at the church, yeah, and you look at look at people who are in third orders, look at people who are in committed communities, the people who really love the Lord and they really think that they're they're following the Lord, and how many of them are doing their mental prayer with consistency and love every day? 
Right. How many of them fall away and don't even realize they're doing it because right. they're, they're because they're too busy working for the Lord. Right. Right. Our pastor used to tell a story. He still tells it sometimes about how one point in his life where the Lord was he he had so many different things that got put on his shoulders. He got so busy. And one time in prayer, the Lord said to him, you used to be my friend. Now you just work for me. Oh, wow. 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 And he was pierced to the heart and yeah. immediately changed many things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's how we are. Yeah, we yeah. drift so, away. Yes, no, it shouldn't happen, but it does all the time if you're not consistent. The, the atmosphere around us drives us in that direction. Away from. If you're not, if you're not vigilant. That is what will happen. Yeah, yeah, I see. You know, when I was, I can't remember when I did it. It was either when I was writing Navigating the Interior Life or it was just some research I was doing for spiritualdirection.com. I started looking for spiritual direction schools on the internet and I found a guy who called himself a director. And I thought, I'm just going to call him. I'm just curious, you know? And he was a Protestant guy. And I, I said, um, so can you help me with my prayer? Yes, of course, I can help you with your prayer. I said, well, how is your prayer life going? And he said, well, I'm still working that out. <laughs> and I thought, I thought, wow, and he has a shingle and everything, you know, put it, putting himself out there. And he then just revealed to me that he didn't really have a deep prayer life and he didn't really, you know. And so I thought, so how, it, I didn't say it because I wasn't, you know, trying to be mean, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's crazy uh, to me that people would do that. So that's maybe a big one or a really big one. What's another error that directors make in spiritual directing? directors or directees? I Common. think at this point, because yeah. yeah. Well, I think directors talk too much about themselves a little bit in direction mm-hmm. sometimes. They tell too many stories. It becomes their, you know, their platform in a sense, when really uh, we should be dying to ourselves and we should be getting ourselves out of the way so that we can listen for the Holy Spirit, for the person that's sitting before us as a directee. Mm. Yeah. And uh, I think directors and it, get caught up in that sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think it's, it's a, it's a desire to kind of fill to or, connect. or to connect or yeah. to give examples to kind of inspire the other person. I think on the other side, there are directees that sometimes desire that. Um, they may desire the relationship and, and they, they're almost uncomfortable being frank, just putting their life out there. Um, I have found that sometimes my directees are, are a little at the beginning are a little unnerved at how quiet I am. Cause I say, okay, well, you know, tell me what's going on. <laughs> tell me how your prayer is, you know, and I'm sitting there and it's like, ah, how do I do this? But of course you guide the person, but um, I think that's just really part of the thing is to get as directees, not only directors to get out of the way and listen to be extraordinary listeners, but also for directees to come prepared, to come prepared, to come and say, this is how my prayers going. These are how my sacraments are going. This is what I'm struggling. These are where the movements are. I think the Lord, you know, this happened in my scripture or whatever, my study. And to be, you know, frank, I there's a quote that Jesus spoke to Faustina that's in the diary. And I looked at it to see if I could bring it up and I don't have it. But he said, he said to Faustina, be careful that you are absolutely frank 
with your spiritual director. He said, I don't give spiritual directors to everybody. And I've given special lights to this director for your soul as, as to all souls. So if you're not Frank, if you're not coming basically prepared and I'm, uh, what do you call it? I'm, yeah. Um, then I'll just take him away. We have to understand that this is sacred ground mm -hmm. that we're dealing with the sacred ground of the heart, the soul of an individual. We need to approach it as directors in that capacity. And then the directee themselves need to approach it with this importance of, I'm going to bring myself and be vulnerable and, and put this here. And we're going to see what the Lord's doing, you yeah. know, in trust and in confidence. So vulnerability is very important. Yeah. So that they, if people aren't transparent, we can only work with what we're given. And if they're not transparent and totally open, St. Teresa talks about that of Jesus, you know, to be totally open with your spiritual director, because we could be misguiding them in some way, small as it may be, if they're not open. Sometimes, I, you know, I heard one um, person who has their own program in Pennsylvania say, sometimes he asks the directee, what don't you want to tell me? Let's start there. <laughs> uh, that's, that's great. I like that. That's awesome. I used it. It's very, it's very, uh, I, it works. Yeah, no, it absolutely works. And, and what's funny, what, what I love the way, I love, I, I love the way that's put. Um, I, I had a directee who would tell me a bunch of little things and then the big one would happen <laughs> would at the last five minutes. Of, right. And it's like, yes. wait, wait. So next time we come, because it was a pattern, right. I said, you need to flip your list upside down right. and start with the bottom one that's because hilarious. that's always the one that you're like kind of afraid to throw I, out there. I've heard that from priests like in confession too. Yeah. That I I you know, I I I kicked a bunny and I I kind of got mad at somebody, it murdered someone, and then I um I you know I didn't get the I had the wrong you know they hide the big things in the middle of all the little things that they don't have to deal with it. That's hilarious. You know, one thing I think you guys do really well that I want to speak to and then just have you reflect on it. I think that it's an exceptional competence of your approach and heart of Christ is I think one of the biggest problems with people who think, well, I should be a director. Like I had a, I had a guy once, I won't say who it was, but I'd like to be a director. He told me, how do I become a director? I said, well, you have a direct, you have, you have one? No, but I, I'm just pretty good at organizing things. And, you know, my life, you know, I'm just, I really just, you know, I'm great at, you know, whatever I do works out pretty well. And I'm thinking, wow, you should not be a director. Not but, yet. No, well, to me, the fixer is like a huge problem. Mm -hmm. And and you guys work pretty hard to, to help people to overcome that instinct. Mm -hmm. Talk about that a bit. Well, we do. We, we work at, because it is also true that many people that are drawn to spiritual direction training they have a heart of compassion and want to help people. So it comes naturally to try to fix the problems that come up. But what we try to get them to do instead of trying to fix the problem is trying to reflect back to the person what they're hearing about it and get them to connect it with the Lord. Mm. In other words, it's all right with us if they bring up their problems they're having in their marriage, problems they're having in their work, problems they're having with their kids. But we're not going to try to solve that problem. We're going to try to solve. So what's the Lord telling you in this? 
How right. is the Lord using this to help you grow closer to him? How is he using this for your holiness? So yeah. we try to get them to redirect that compassion to helping them see what the Lord is doing. Yeah, that's absolutely right. It sounds like, and you correct me, so I'm just tossing this out there and you tell me. It sounds like anybody can be trained to be a director or you have to have the charism. Like, where, where are you in that kind of spectrum? Tell me about, is there a charism of spiritual direction? Does it play a part? Or can anybody basically be trained in time to become one? I don't think it's a matter of trained in time. I don't think we can necessarily tell from the beginning who has a charism or who has the, who's being called into it. It's more like as they try to walk it out and as they open themselves to us and allow us to form them, we begin to see or not see where this is going. And, and it is true that sometimes we have people come and it just isn't working. This isn't where God wants them. And we talk about it and they go find something else. Does, is there actually a charism of spiritual direction or are there charisms or gifts that people ha tend to have like, discernment of spirits or particular kinds of gifts of the Holy Spirit that give them insights into a soul? Or is there a charism that is, we would call the charism of spiritual direction? I've never thought about it that way. We've got the Holy Spirit yeah. and the Holy Spirit will call out of us what he wants us to do in any given situation. Yeah. So in some sense, we all have the capacity if we have the Holy Spirit. That's that's we, kind of what I was getting and at. And we're baptized and confirmed we have the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Right. So, yes, it's in there. What's God going to call out of us and in what setting and in what way? And are we docile to that? that yeah. That's really what it comes down to. Right? Yeah, I think by virtue of our baptism and our calling as Christians, we're all called to help other people uh, to grow toward the Lord in some way or another. Right. There's, there's more basic ways that we help them. Hey, let's go to mass or evangelization or whatever. And then there's more in-depth ways like with spiritual direction, which requires training. But, uh, I just want to tell everybody, uh, if you, if you think you might have a call, especially guys, women are so much more open naturally than guys. And we really, uh, want to encourage men, deacons, um, Priest. out there priests have gone through this program yeah to yep. check out heart of christ and to do that all you have to do is go to heart of christ spiritual direction.com heart of christ spiritual direction.com and you will find uh, uh answers to questions you can talk to tisa and Jeanette if you're wondering if you might be suitable for the program or find out details of the program and we're so grateful for all the good work you guys are doing uh, in the church and helping people to become holy. And thank you for joining us today on Divine Intimacy Radio. Privilege. Pleasure, Dan. Thanks. Awesome. Until next time, may the God of peace make you perfect in holiness. May he preserve you whole and entire, spirit, soul, and body irreproachable at the coming of our Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen. Learn more about the interior life. Visit spiritualdirection.com. Divine Intimacy Radio is a co-production of EWTN Radio and spiritualdirection.com and heard worldwide on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network.